Let's open our Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. Likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Tie on the servant's apron, for God is opposed to the proud, and he defeats them, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen. Proverbs 16, verse 15. Proverbs 16, it says, In the light of king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud of latter rain. In the light of king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud of latter rain. In the light of king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. We want to title this message, Favor in Times of Trouble. Hallelujah. Favor in Times of Trouble. But before I come to that, I want to take a few minutes to teach you from what we have been learning on the world of favor. We learn from Genesis what, is to mean, what it means to have your kind of favor. We learn from Exodus the favor given confidence. We learn from Leviticus. I don't know whether you remember last Friday. We learned from Leviticus the uncommon favor. So God has been teaching us from every book of the Bible what His favor is like. Anytime God teaches a church on any subject from Genesis onwards, that means a revival is about to break over your life. Whatever subject that He takes from book to book and teaches you week to week, that means there is a revival that is going to take place in that particular area. And I believe God is going to send forth this revival in such a time as this. In everyone, especially on the area of favor. Ever since pastor started preaching on favor, the Lord is giving the church especially. You know, God has been leading me to go from book to book on this favor world. And I believe it is because the church needs it. I because otherwise God will not give it week to week. So today also, jumping from Old Testament to New Testament, it is from the book of James and Peter that the Lord gave me to tell you on favor. And today's, before we come to the main word, I want you to till your heart, prepare your heart to walk in this world of favor. It is called the world of the favor receivers. The world of the favor receivers. Because Bible says God gives grace to the humble. So there are receivers needed. Lift your hands and say I'm a receiver. Look at two people and say I'm a receiver. There is no point of God giving something if there is nobody to receive. There is no point of teachers teaching somebody if there are no students. There are no point of a pastor leading if there are no sheep. So there are always receivers needed. The very reason why we praise, God said, ask and you shall receive. So God wants receivers. How many receivers are here tonight? Hallelujah. Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, or if you want to put a subtitle, you can say, the secret of favor in my world. The secret of favor in my world. There is a secret 
in which you can walk in favor in your world. God gives grace to the humble. Can you read that word in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 5 again? Likewise, you younger women, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel, and all of you clothe yourself with humility towards one another. Tie on the servant's apron, for God is opposed to the proud, and this the disdainful, the presumptuous, and he defeats them, and he gives grace to the humble. And James 4, 6. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Yes. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from, from self-righteousness. Amen. That word grace is used, the word, Greek word, charon, which means favor. The same word for grace and favor is one word in Greek, charon. So he says, he gives favor to the humble. Comes from the Greek word. To the humble. The world of the humble. The world of the favor receivers is the world of the humble. Everybody say humble. The secret of your favor in your world is humility. I'm preparing your heart. If there is humility, favor will not stop. Favor is attracted to humility. It's unstoppable. Hallelujah. Moses was the most humble man. That's why he could boldly ask the Lord, Lord, if your favor does not go with me, I will not go anywhere. If I found favor in your sight, you come with me. I don't want any angel. I want your presence. He could ask because he was the most humblest man on earth. Say humble. That's the secret of your life. The world of the humble is the world of favor. The world of the humble is the secret to the favor. The world of the humble is the where, hallelujah, the resources of favor is opened over your life. The world of the humble is where there are receivers. God gives grace to the humble. He gives favor to the humble. How many of you are here this morning, this evening, who are willing to receive something? If you are humble, you can lift your hands and receive anything from God. If it is there on the scripture, you can put your hands together and say, It's mine, O Lord. He gives grace and favor to the humble. What is biblical humility? It comes from the word tepinios. Inner lowliness. It's where you know that you are not some big shot. There is a inner loneliness inside of your heart. There is a place that you say, Lord, it's, it's you. But John the Baptist said, let you increase. It's not somebody, I'm a big shot kind of an attitude. We don't have big shots in the church. We have only Holy Spirit filled people. Hallelujah. Don't try to be a big shot. What happened to Saul in... 1 Samuel chapter 13 and the 12th verse. 1 Samuel chapter 13 and the 12th verse. Therefore I said, Now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal. And I have not asked for the Lord's favor by making supplication to him. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. Amen. If you think that I'm a big shot, there's pride there. God's favor will not flow. This morning, God is sending this word to break that spirit of pride and to receive everything God has for us. Hallelujah. Because we don't want to hear word after word on favor and go back empty. 
Today, if you are receiving this word, every topic and teaching on favor will fill your life. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Saul was supposed to wait for Samuel to offer the burnt sacrifice. He was the priest. He was the prophet. He was the one who was supposed to offer the... He had set a time. But Samuel, led by the Spirit to test Saul, whether he's proud or humble, purposefully came late. And Saul is saying, I have not sought the favor of God. My God, I pray that we will never make a prayer like that. Whatever that you do, you have to seek the favor of God. Don't do things that God's favor is not there. Hallelujah. But immediately, after saying that, he acted in pride for some reason. You cannot act in pride and expect the favor of God. He said, I'm not sought the favor of God. Then he acted in pride, doing something God has not called him to do. Overtaking Samuel. Overtaking what the Lord has commanded. Disobeying the instruction of God. And then, he, then he's expecting favor. We cannot afford to not follow the instructions of the Lord and expect the favor to flow because it's a proud heart. That word means Tepinios means depending on the Lord rather than self. Depending on the Lord. In every church, there is a way that we know how to depend on the Lord. Sometimes, in every ministry, in every church, there is a God-given structure where we complement each other, where we, we uh, minister to the Lord as a team. So that our dependence is on the Lord. Our dependence is on the Lord and then, then we learn to complement each other. In a family, you'll complement husband and wife. It's a team. Two or three are gathered. I'm in your name. God is always in a team. There is no island in Christianity. There is no personal agendas. Now, so many people, they're good working alone, but they put them in a team. They get fidgety. They don't like to work in a structure. Saul was such a person. He did not want to, you know, he, Bible says he made a monument for himself. He never liked to do anything together. He always wanted the name. He always wanted to have his voice heard. He always wanted people to say, he never liked when somebody said, David killed 10,000. He always wanted to hear Saul's name. That's where his fall came. For respect and for Appreciation. He did not do depending on the Lord. Approval. He was self-reliant and God-reliant. That word means low-lying. What is low-lying? Low-lying is like Jacob in Jabok. Low-lying. Suddenly he kept all his possessions and resources, everything away. And he came lying before the Lord in prayer and tears. Low-lying. In Jabok, hallelujah. Let me tell you what that means. Is It means it's a place of brutal honesty. Place of brutal honesty and say, Lord, I'm Jacob. I have this problem. I have this weakness, Lord. I have to be dependent on the Lord. If, if, if a second moves away from your dependence, hallelujah. Uh, there, there, there are things that I do uh, according to my ways. I cheat people. I lie to people. I deceive people. Brutal honesty of who he is. 
low lying and God in that humble place in Jabok, God anointed him. Come on somebody tonight. He anointed with a favor. Hallelujah. To bless the nations. To bless the 12 tribes. Brutal honesty. That's humility. When Thomas came into his brutal honesty, he said, Lord, I really doubted you. I really wanted to touch you and see whether it is you. And God said, I like your brutal honesty, Thomas. Come and touch me. He said, my Lord, my God. That's humility. It was a cry from within Thomas that says, unless you, your grace come, my doubt will not go. Brutal honesty. That's what God needs in our lives. For us to walk in this time of favor, we need to be brutally honest with God. It pains us. It breaks us. It pulls us apart. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, favor is yours. Come on. Favor will be sealed in an envelope and say, send from heaven. Come on, somebody. I see envelopes coming upon people. Hallelujah. Praise God. God has put a sign and said, hallelujah. Brutal honesty. Hallelujah. You no longer will be Jacob, but shall be Israel. Come on. No lying. That's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees could not do. When they wanted to come in a gathering, they wanted the greatest, the first and the best seats. While Jesus was still there, can you imagine the only person who could sit in that best seat was Jesus and he was sitting at the back. I'm asking you something. Do you want to sit in a seat where Jesus did not want to sit? Come on. Look at the humble servant who was the one who was supposed to be sitting. He left that place. Your true worth, your true significance will favor, true favor will flow there. Look at Proverbs 3.34. Though he scoffs at the scoffers and scorns the scorners, yet he gives his grace, his undeserved favor to the humble, those who give up self-importance. Hallelujah. I like that word. That word means those who given up self-importance. That is where the devil is defeated. Jesus defeated he gave his importance of heaven. He came down, humbled himself to death. And the Bible says, death on the cross. God gave him a name that was above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. If our Savior did that, hallelujah, how dare, hallelujah, we don't give up our self-importance and sit in a lowly place because the Bible says the same favor that is upon Jesus will flow through you. The same favor that came upon Jesus will flow through you in the lowly place. Hallelujah. Come on somebody if you believe that give him praise and glory in the house of the Lord hallelujah I'm telling you the secret of God's favor hallelujah the only way the devil can defeat you or you can defeat yourself or God will defeat you when you are too proud because God opposes the proud otherwise devil cannot defeat you God does not like to defeat his children but when you're too proud you're on the wrong side. But God gives His undeserved, unmerited favor to the humble. Wow. Not deserved, but He gives it. The receivers. The receivers are always humble. Now, how do you do it? Go to James chapter 121. I'm just helping you tonight. I'm just helping you. 
So get rid of all uncleanness and all the remains of wickedness, and with a humble spirit receive the word of God, which is implanted, actually rooted into your heart, which is able to save your souls. Amen. So get rid of all your uncleanness and the remains of wickedness. There are certain remains that have come even after we are born again. Certain remains are there in our mind, in our body. He says, get rid of it. How? By receiving the word with a humble heart. Come on. Receiving the word, it will be implanted. Which means the moment the word comes in. Hallelujah. And you receive the word. It removes that remaining uncleanness out of your life. Everything that remained in your life that is not of God, it leaves. It will be implanted. It will get stuck into your life. God's word will get stuck. Which means the moment the word comes in, you say, Oh, it's God's word. It's not man's word. It's not pastor's word. It's God's word. God speaking to me, God releasing me, God directing to me, God in His love has given me. Let me receive it with a meek heart, with a humble heart. Let me tell you something. When God speaks His word, the word is never against you. He gives His word because He's for you. Come on. It is not to defeat you, it's to remove you out of defeat. Verse 22 says, so that you can prove yourself doers of the word actively and continually obeying God's precepts and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. Wow. Prove yourself. That's the only way is pure. Prove yourself. One is through worship. Romans 12 to 2 says, by not conforming to the word. Continue with it. But prove yourself by listening and internalize its meaning. Understanding the reason, need what God is sending into your life. Taking it in. And once it comes in, favor is the result. God give grace when you receive the word humbly. And receive it to act on it. Not to hear it, act on it. You heard a lot of scriptures on favor. Have you received it and acted on it? Have you seen the results of favor? Have you seen one one stronghold being broken? Let me tell you, the season of favor, if you're receiving it, acting on the word of God, keep receiving it and acting on the word of God, you will see every setbacks, everything that is hindering, everything that is opposing you, challenging you, one by one will exit and leave shamefully from your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every demonic interferences, every demonic hindrances, every demonic voices, every demand said, demon said, and blocks and mountains and hallelujah defeats and, and 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 everything that is hallelujah that is not needed in your life will leave your life sickness is not needed it will leave death is not needed bankruptcy is not needed it will leave if you receive oh let me put it across if you receive the word of god humbly no one thing for sure you will Act on the word of God. You will. Automatic action will come. Three humble people 
spoken in the book of James. Number one, three examples has given. Number one, Father Abraham. Because of the lack of time, I want to jump into the other word. I'm just preparing you with this. Father Abraham, the Bible says, when his son was offered, can you read that word? James chapter 2, verse 22. You see that his faith was working together with his works, and as a result of the works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. Ah, 23. Ah, that's enough. Faith through the obedience. What did he do? When he was asked to offer his son Isaac, he immediately went. He didn't say, does God know it is my son's life? He did not question God. He did not fight with God. Don't you know this is the son through which the nations are blessed, the promise is fulfilled. Don't you know but with a humble attitude. He said, God fully knows what he's telling me. He received the instruction meekly. With a humble attitude, instantly. He said, God knows what he's doing. How many of you can say that? When God gives you a word, he knows what he's speaking. He knows what he's doing with my life. Hallelujah. Some of us, the way sometimes we think, we think that God has completely ex exited our lives. He's not involved in our lives. He said, hey, God is telling me something. He knows my marriage. Why is he not coming? My finances. Why? If you have listened to God's instruction, if you receive the word of God meekly, Today, God will do a work in your life. Hallelujah. God gives grace to the humble. He gave the grace to Abraham to bring forth a dead child. In Hebrews 11 says, figuratively by faith, he received the resurrection of Isaac. Isaac was dead. But figuratively, Abraham believed even though Isaac will lose his life, he will rise again because I'm favored I don't know what of people have lost it or even you have imagined that you have lost it let me tell you imagine that you have lost something God will rise raise it up again tonight in the name of Jesus that's favor even in loss you will not lose oh, come on even in loss you will not lose even in loss there is victory that's favor when you are so humble like Abraham, even in loss, even if you think that I'm going to lose, there is still favor remaining. I don't know what has happened to your life. Open your mouth and say, favor is still remaining in my life. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever has happened in my life, the favor of God is still remaining. Hallelujah. Thank God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Oh, I feel the anointing of God. That's my hope. That's why I'm humble. Because Whatever has happened, 
the favor of God is still remaining. One look of favor, one moment of favor can turn my history, can change my destiny, can change my hallelujah. Oh, Rabala, Sandara, Haragabala, Sambaradara, Uralabala, Sandara, Hedarabara, Sia. Say, favor is remaining. Look at two people and say, favor is remaining. Favor is remaining. Hallelujah. Some of you think I'm too old, but favor is remaining. Some of you are saying, I've not reached anywhere, but favor is still remaining. Be humble. It's a secret. Look at Rahab. Second example. When she received the spice into her house, she did not make a condition. If you, I'll give you space, but make sure that tomorrow onwards, instead of Joshua, I'll be the leader. She did not make that condition. I'll protect you, but make me the leader tomorrow onwards. She did not make that condition. She requested humbly, when you come, I know that the Lord has given the city. We have heard how you have split the Red Sea, how the Lord has split the Red Sea and the people have crossed over. We have heard and we have heard and our heart has melted because of you. I humble request when God gives you the city, spare me and my family. Humble request. As a matter of fact, she did not make the condition. The spice made the condition saying, when you come, put the, when we come, put the scarlet robe. The simplifying the, I mean, symbolizing the blood of Jesus Christ. Look at her humility. She called, said, when you come, you have to read the chapter 2 of uh, Joshua. She said, will you tell the Lord? Oh. Will you tell? The Lord was a covenanted name only given to God's people. She was a prostitute. She's calling Lord. And Lord, so my God, who is this woman? Come on. When you see humility, even God is moved for a minute. God was saying, angels, just hold on. Angels would have been preparing the genealogy of Jesus coming. He says, hold a minute, hold a second. <laughs> Come on. When, he's, <laughs> when he sees humility, he will hold every second. Hallelujah. What did he do? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here is a woman who is showing his willingness to submit to a covenant, a loving God. What Israelis did not understand for 40 years, this woman understood overnight. Wow. Come on. Look at when you are humble. How many of you? Some things people did not understand over 40 years. This woman understood overnight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rama. A change is going to happen overnight over your life if you're going to be humble yourself before the Lord. Oh, Jesus. She identified with the blood. She acknowledged the miracles of God. Whatever. One generation did not understand in 40 years. And she considered God's servants more important than her own life. Oh, a prostitute. When Aaron and Miriam and Israelites were complaining and putting down Moses and the leadership and... Korah and rebellion on 40 years, this woman overnight was willing to let go of her life 
somebody would have found that the Israelites were saying she would have lost her life. But she says, this is Lord's servants. The Lord said, wait a minute. When you write down Matthew chapter 1, when you're going to give it to Matthew, I have a small, hallelujah, addition. This woman will be my great-grandmother. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> hallelujah. Overnight, hallelujah. A prostitute became God's grandmother. Come on. Hallelujah. Some of your moments are coming. Some of your life is about to change. Some of your names are about to change. Hallelujah. History books will be remembered. Hallelujah. In the book of history, you will be remembered as God remembers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody. Not what people wrote you, wrote about you, but how God remembered. Come on. And looking at these two people, James is saying now, Peter said it, James is saying, humble yourself under the Lord. You don't know what he will do. He will lift you up. Humility is the key to revival. I was telling the people in the ministry there are three revival killers. Number one, don't joke. Number two, don't judge. Number three, don't jump. Three J's to killing revival. Don't joke. Everybody said don't joke. Don't judge. Don't jump. Peter asked about John in the book of John chapter 21. Hallelujah. 22 and 22, 22, 22, 22. Please read. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who also had leaned back on his chest at the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? So when Peter saw him, he asked Jesus, Lord, and what about this man? What is in his future? Jesus said to him, if I want him to stay alive until I come again, what is that to you? You follow me. What is your concern? Peter was, you know, making joke. This John. This John. This, what's your concern? So it's not your concern. Don't joke and put down people. That is God's concern. Don't you, Peter, you deal with yourself. I give him a great call. Don't compete with John. Don't put him down. Don't, you know, look down as, oh, he's the youngest of the one. So, uh, he's so inexperienced. What about this guy? Come on. God said, it's my concern. Don't joke and put people down. Many people are not perfect. Just imagine, you know, I have a problem with my leg. You know? What, what? What, what do you call this? Limping. Huh? limping. Limping, limping. I have limping problem. Or somebody has a limping problem. And I am making fun of him. I said, he, he, ha. problem. That's what most of us are doing. <laughs> he has a limping problem, but you have a <laughs> talking problem. <laughs> Stammering problem. Hallelujah. Nobody is perfect. So be compassionate, merciful, kind. Knowing that all need mercy. 
One needs mercy to speak. One needs mercy to walk. Come on, that's all. That's all. If you are all together there, you are Jesus. If you, you can be like that, next day Benny Hinn and Pastor Chris and everybody will come to your house. If they haven't come, yeah, just still a little bit to go. Hallelujah. Number two, judge not. You're not to judge. Matthew 7, 2. Matthew 7, 2. For just as you, hypocritical, judge others, when you are sinful and unrepentant, so will you be judged. And in accordance with your standard of measure, used to pass out judgment, judgment will be measured to you. Hallelujah. See, first, you, then verse 3 says, first take off your speck from your eyes before you take somebody else's little grain. Don't judge somebody. It says if you judge somebody, says, you will be judged. He says, if you uncover somebody when he has a problem, nobody will be there to cover you when you have a problem. That's exactly what he's saying. You put down somebody with a problem, somebody will put you down without God's cover. So don't judge. Joking about people. I'm not speaking about, you know, the good time that we have with each other. No, no. I'm speaking about in a bad way, tarnish and put down people. Put down revivals. Put down what God is doing in a city, in a church. And then judge them. Especially, don't judge men of God. David had every right to judge Saul. He even took a... Saul came to kill David. And David, uh, Saul ended up sleeping in a cave. And David and Joab came to, to and found Saul. And he said, hey, David, it's your chance. Take that sword and cut him. Kill him. David said, no, I would not do that. At least, you know, let me make my presence felt. So he took the sword and cut off his robe. And immediately felt something. Oh my God. How should... I should have touched God's anointed. He touched him. It touched his robe. He was not even anointed, but he's called him anointed. Because one God's used him. Now how much more then can you judge somebody God is using now? Today people have lost all fear. It will kill your revival. David knew he was... Going, he was on a flow to become the king. He was on a revival. People are joining him. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is taking him from one step to another. He did not want to kill it. He said, I will not touch. I will not judge. It's to God. Other day, Pastor told, Vengeance belongs to God. Glory belongs to God. So is judgment. Judging people belongs to God. Not your job. Hallelujah. Miriam and Aaron. Because of their, you know, because of their pride. They brought the entire revival on Israel's to a standstill. Achan, one man in Ecclesiastes, the Bible says, one sinner can destroy much good. Don't be that one. Look at two people and say, don't be that one. Hallelujah. Criticism is born, is the baby of pride. 
you have to let go of it today and thirdly jump not don't jump into conclusions give a benefit of doubt especially the people in authority your parents people in authority your pastors whoever god has put in authority don't jump into conclu- conclusions and put them down and i've heard many people you know many circles say oh these are pastors favorites so what pastors favorite does not run the ministry ministry is ran by who god chooses oh come on somebody when god calls god chooses people not pastor my favorite is my own wife but if she has to minister here god has to call her <laughs> pride comes from something called exclusivity how does this pride work this pride work comes from something called exclusive exclusivity only we should minister only we should be you know like john and peter said papa jesus right hand on one on the right see this exclusive nobody else should be in that circle this is pride that's control tonight that's not where favor will flow hallelujah praise god you let go of that thing if you want biblical favor to flow you have to let go of that you have to die to all that hallelujah it's a process where god does it so that he can bring you unto the favor of god hallelujah amen this lockdown should break when you come out of the lockdown hallelujah this p should not be there this r should not be there this i should not be there this d should not be this e should not be there i feel lockdown for the church is to make you into a place of receiving is to bring you into that place of receiving because everything around us will make you so dependent on the lord <laughs> woo you look to the right you have to be dependent on the lord you look to the left you have to be dependent on the lord i mean if the next house next to your house has a covid you will be very dependent on the lord <laughs> the third person that spoken there is who broke away from this exclusivity was elijah look at the man he said i am the only one nobody is there nobody is there god said other thousands of people are there who have not bow, bowed down to baal they are there only when you break that spirit of exclusivity i am only there you know, rain will come fire will come next generation you will be able to anoint a revival for the next generation to come i am the only one our scenario should go there are other people who god bible says if nobody is there he can bring people out of the stones come on hallelujah praise god we should not think that you are indispensable nobody is indispensable everybody is important to god but nobody is indispensable come on somebody so tonight before we jump bring your marriages your ministry your prayer life your finances all under the spirit of the humility faith plus humility produces holy spirit led god instructed god ordained grace empowered works of obedience that glorifies god oh listen to this faith plus humility equals to produces holy spirit led god instructed god ordained grace empowered works of obedience that glorifies god it says humble yourself under the mighty hand of god and the bible says 
He will lift you up. Oh, I like that. You know what that word means? It means to raise you to the very summit of op opulence and prosperity. Oh, to raise you to the very summit of opulence and prosperity. Wealth, riches. That word opulence itself means wealth, riches, affluence, abundance of resources, good and plenty, excess, belongings, fortune, lavishness, luxury, possessions, prosperity, property. Oh! Come on somebody tonight. When God lifts you up, when God shows you favor, you are, hallelujah, oh, raised to the very summit of opulence. Excess, belongings, fortune. God can trust you with it. Lavishness. Luxury, possessions, property. He can trust you. He knows it will not get into your head. Oh, come on somebody. It will raise you to the dignity and honor and happiness. All for the kingdom of God. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's the difference. There are so many people with excess and luxury and wealth and property. But when God's favor comes, it will be all directed for the kingdom of God. It means elevation, height. It means over, above, beyond. For the sake of the one. It also means for the sake of the one who humbles. Oh, come on somebody. That's why I told you, the world of the humble, the secret of favor is this. That's why we come to 1 Peter 5, it says, be clothed with the humility. If there is one clothing that you should not let go, even when you have bath, this clothing you should not remove. <laughs> be clothed with humility, which means once you have it, don't take it off. Great angel took it off, we became a great devil. Come on. I hope this is you not know, just preparing your heart, you know, for God's word. Hallelujah. But sometimes I ask the Lord, Lord, you know, Sunday people want, you know, one hour word and one hour service. God said, no, no, give two words. I'm warring and wrestling, Lord, two words. God said, two words. Because I'm raising up my army. I'm raising into the mission fields. I'm raising up into the leaders by themselves. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this is different. This training is different. But one morning, one morning, when will you unclothe yourself? Two practical ways. Hallelujah. So that you will never get into this pride. Proverbs 31, 13, 18 to 22 and Proverbs 30, 15. Poverty and shame will come to him who refuses instruction and discipline. Mm. But he who accepts and learns from reproof or censure is honored. Amen. So poverty comes when you don't receive instruction. Some of you feel like an instruction, a correction, but receive it. I will say it's good. Yeah. Leech has two daughters. Give, give. Ah, there are three things that, that are it. never satisfied. Yeah. Four that do not say yeah, it is yeah. enough. Yeah. Leech has two daughters. Give, give. There are leeches we have to care for. So give your blessing. They are coming to take out what God has given you. Leeches. Every certain churches, there are leeches who are behind you. They suck the blessing out of you. They suck the peace out of you. They suck the joy out of you. They suck some everything God 
And again, give, give. You fast, you pray, you discern the leeches, you rebuke it, and they again come. So what to do? Number two, two things, I have to put it in two words. Don't be a potter for other people's baggage of negativity and drama. Don't be the potter. Don't surround yourself with people who have negativity and drama. Don't be the one who carries it for them. Escape negativity and favor will never run away from you. Number two, never be alone with somebody who incites you into pride and ego. Never be with somebody who will always incite that pride in you, ego in you. If you're with a, a rightful, God-filled person, that person will never dare to say that with you. He will never incite ego and pride. But if you're alone with that, those kind of people, it will incite. That's what happened to Peter. He was alone. Uh, do you know Jesus? Oh. He, was, he was like a very important person, you know, sitting, sitting next to the crowd at you know, he, he was one of them and suddenly a, a, a servant girl said, I saw you with Jesus. Hey, I don't know that man. But just imagine if he was with John. Just imagine he was with uh, uh, Paul. Paul would have looked one eye to Peter and Peter would have never dared to deny it. <laughs> Come on somebody. You need a spirit filled eye to protect you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Never leave that spirit-filled eye who God has put with you. Because there the devil will never incite pride and ego into you. Praise God. So today God says the world of favor, the world of favor. God put this, this, this word from the, book of, from the book of James today. From the book of James. The world of favor. Hallelujah. The secret behind God's favor is humility. The favor receivers, lift your hands and say, I want to be a favor receiver. Hallelujah. We pray the Holy Spirit for some time. Clap your hands and pray in the Holy Spirit. Open your mouth and say, renounce pride, O oh Lord. I renounce pride. I renounce the world. I renounce Satan. But I renounce the pride that comes from the worldliness, from the world, O oh Lord. I renounce it, Lord. Oh, let it leave right now. Hallelujah. Once you open your mouth and say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the blood name of Jesus, through the blood of the cross, I renounce it out of my life. That's not my portion. I receive the favor of God. I receive everything God has for me right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. It doesn't matter what has happened to you. Favor is still remaining. Hallelujah. To answer all your problems. This night, one word of favor will answer all your problems. Come on. Favor is still remaining for you. 
open your mouth and say, I renounce every control. I renounce every exclusivity. I renounce it right now to live in the name of Jesus. I cast it out right now. I open the oh, for the grace of God to take charge. The favor of God to take charge. God is my friend. He is not my enemy. He is for me. Hallelujah, Rabbi. He is not against me. Hallelujah. His heart is to lift. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lift up the humble. He's going to lift me up. He's going to lift me up. Hallelujah. Into the summit of opulence. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Of prosperity, of excess, of belongings, of fortune, of lavishness and luxury and possessions and prosperity and happiness and property. Oh, come on somebody to raise me to dignity and honor. Open your mouth. That is how much God wants to lift you up. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you receive it, I want you to stand up in your places. Receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then the rain will come. Oh, then the fire will come. Then the anointing of God will come. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Go, Every plans of the enemy will be defeated. Oh, the present blocks will be gone. Oh, Jesus, 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 Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Our hearts be free, Lord, from the spirit of pride in the name of Jesus now. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I rebuke that spirit of pride. Oh, hallelujah. For God give grace to the humble. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be seated. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word that you have given us, Lord. We receive the word even though it's a reproof, it's a correction. We thank you, Lord, it is to position us for your favor. So we receive it, Lord, with all humility, Lord. We come before you today, Lord. Speak to us and release us, Lord. Hallelujah. Into the world of favor. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Let's continue with the word. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 15. It's what the second word that we read. We'll read it again. In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud bringing the spring rain. In the light of the king's countenance is life, and his favor is a cloud of latter rain. That's what I want to speak to you, favor in times of trouble. So I hope you receive this word in a humble heart. No, God is not against you. Hallelujah. Amen. The greatest sign of humility is to tell yourself, God is not against me. Because he sent his own shed blood on the cross. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is against people who have the opportunity to receive the gospel. And have with much pride went away from it. That's why God said, you know, even God will defeat them. But as a child of God, God is not here to defeat you. Hallelujah. God is here to lift you up. Amen. 
Hallelujah. That's your portion. Hallelujah. If you are a child of God, lift your hands. If you have the gospel of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Praise God. If you have believed in the good news, he will not defeat you. Hallelujah. That's not his portion. That is not his plan. Hallelujah. He will lift you up. He give favor to the humble. Every fear, every negative fear, leave your life tonight in the name of Jesus. Victory by the blood of Jesus. He says, in the light of king's countenance, his life and his favor is as a cloud of latter rain. Tonight, is there anyone who is in trouble? Do not be sad. Do not lose heart. Do not be discouraged. The Lord you worship is the Lord who can turn your troubles, hallelujah, into something favorable. Jesus says, in this message, if the light of countenance shines on you, your situation will change. If King's countenance shines on you, it's like a favor, like a latter day, huge, big rain coming over you. You think the heaven is shut? One look of God, His light shining on you. The Bible says the cloud of latter rain, God's healing, God's grace, God's mercy, deliverance will be manifested over your life. If you believe that, put your hands together and give a praise offering to the Lord. Receive this word. Hallelujah. It's saying that favor is when God allows someone to be a problem solver in your life. Favor is an attitude of good towards you. Favor is a willingness or an ability of someone to help you to have something you want. God makes a person willing to help you in an area of your need. That's favor. Favor is that which determines the limit of your destiny or your life. If you have favor, your destiny won't be limited. God's favor determines the boundary of what your life should become. Lift your hands and declare, fill me with the favor of God. Let the light of your countenance shine on me. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What is favor? Favor is the impartial partiality of God. God is never partial. Even before Jacob and Esau was born, he said, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Even before. Why? Because God is not partial. But there is an impartial partiality of God. You don't understand with your mind. Jacob I loved. Impartial. Esau I hated. Partial. It's the impartial partiality of God. Not because of anything that Jacob did. But before he was born, God says, I will show him mercy. I will show him favor. It is the impartial partiality of God. How many of you want that kind of favor? The impartial partiality of God. Where God decides, I am going to show him favor. Come on. Hallelujah. Not because of what you are or what you are not. But I am going to decide it. I have decided to show him favor. Come on. Just like Jacob. He is the God of Jacob. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He is your God. When his face shine upon him, he will show mercy. 
Oh, hallelujah. I want to wake up every day and say, Lord, you're better. Let your light shine upon me. Amen. David murdered, committed adultery. He committed the sin of, uh, the correct word, the sin of lookery. Lookery. What is lookery? He looked where he should not have looked. And behind that came murder. Behind that came adultery. You know, it's like some people, you know, when they are listening to the word, they'll be looking at their mobile phones, they'll be look, paying attention somewhere. But God calls him in the New Testament, a man after my own heart. You don't understand it. Bartimaeus cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus did not say, don't call me, you know, that guy's son. He didn't say that, but he said, I'm a man after God's own heart. I am the one who created David. And he is mine. And he said, I have impartial partiality towards him. Tonight the Holy Spirit is telling someone who is fallen and faint and weak that the Lord's countenance is shining upon you. Come on. You don't have to be worried whether what your past was. You say, Lord, hallelujah, I want your mercy and God's impartial partiality of God is favorable come upon you. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to jump again and look to the face of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, you are my Lord. I thank you for the impartial partiality of God. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you can restore me once again to God's glory. Hallelujah. He will, hallelujah, still call you a man after God's own heart. It is usually said favor is not fair. It can change any hopeless situation around. Hallelujah. God's favor can change any hopeless medical report around. There is healing. No other day in my estate, people who are coming for work and their roommates had COVID. And suddenly... These two girls were taken by the authorities for a COVID test. And if they have found positive, all my workers had to go to quarantine. <laughs> my picking is going on. Would have been a huge loss. There's no workers coming from Tamil Nadu. There would be a huge loss. I said, Lord, favor, mercy. Thank God. They were with the COVID roommates. They came negative. Praise God. Somebody. Hallelujah. Every hopeless situations can be turned around. When the favor of God come upon you, every hopeless situation can be turned around for the glory of Jesus Christ. His favor is come upon you. Don't be afraid. Say the Lord. There is healing in the name of Jesus. Believe in sense. There is healing in the name of the Lord. There is healing in the name of Jesus. The light of king's countenance. Our king is Jesus. We don't need to go searching for other kings. When God favors you, your mistakes will become miracles. David was humble. Saul was proud. That's why I, 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 I took the time. David was humble. Saul was proud. In pride, Saul spoke highly of himself. The Bible says he built a monument for himself. 
rebelled against God. When somebody is messing up, somebody says, God is warming up. When somebody is messing up with God, God is warming up to raise up David. Come on. A man after God's own heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody. God is warming up tonight for a revival. He is looking for who is humble to raise up as a revival child of God. Come on. He is warming up. I feel tonight he is warming up. God raised up a David. That's why increase your humility level. If you sit thinking I'm somebody, God's favor will not come upon you because God give grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Look at favor, Numbers 23. 21 says, He hath not behold iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen preserveness, perverseness in Israel. For the Lord of God is with him, and the shout of the king is among him. Among them. If you look to the chapters prior to that, how can you say God has not found Jacob in iniquity? I mean, he was a rascal. He would fight while he's in mother's womb. He picked up fights. He cheated. God saw all this. But God says, I did not see all this. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, I hope you're getting this. Today by the blood of Jesus, because of Jesus' death on the cross of Calvary, the Bible is saying, let no iniquity be found in you. Hallelujah. Even while Israelites were walking, they were walking in the form of a cross. That's why Balaam looked and he prophesied, I don't see iniquity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't see iniquity in Jacob because they were walking in the form of the cross. Hallelujah. The cross is upon you. Hallelujah. God cannot see any iniquity in you. Wow, his blood has washed you and cleansed you. No, whiter than the snow. That is a God who we serve. That's our confidence. There is a saying, Hallelujah. God has stopped coming down from heaven. He uses people here on earth. Which means, favor is God raising up somebody to help you. Hallelujah. When favor comes, there is always somebody to help you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Luke chapter 11 and 9 says, the second aspect of it. I say to you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and it shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Three levels of prayer. Usually the beggars, the beggars would ask. They just want something. They don't have clarity for what they ask. No beggar asks for a laptop. They just say, give me something. They're only looking to the hands of the master in that house. They don't need to know what name of the master, who the master is. They want something. That's a level in prayer. God, give me something. And you're just asking while you're watching the service. Just give me something. Some people come to pray and say, what should I pray? Just pray faster. Pray for anything. I should decide what they need. There is a distance when you are asking. Beggars stand at the gate and ask. There is no clarity or specific with him. There is no aim. But they have a discipline. Every day without fail they come. They are beggars. 
every week on the exact day on your house to beg. Sometimes we also wait for them, you know. But we feel sad if we haven't seen them. But we are also used to seeing. Some people are like that to God. They want something every day they come. But there is a second level. Seek. Seeking is different. Psalm 27, 7 to 9. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou sayest, seek my face, my heart, and say unto thee, thy face, O Lord, I will seek. Hide not thy face far away from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. You seek the face. When you are seeking the face, you are not praying for your debt to go. When you are seeking the face, God will take care of your debt. Mm. It is about seeking the face of the Lord. I seek you. The light of the countenance of the king gives you life. Gives you the latter day favor. When you see, you seek his face. God's favor will come upon you. But you need to seek him. It is not enough to stay at a distance and ask every day, two minutes and go. You need to seek him. When you go to see, you know, I don't know, how many of you, maybe in Bangalore you're noticed, not used to it, but when you're in Kerala, you go to a, you know, a girl, you know, girl comes with a coffee and you look at girl's face. Nobody look at her legs. A few Malayalis will, you know, just to see whether she has some, you know, leg problems and whether she can walk or she, she has a, you know, what is that? Limp, limp issue. <laughs> but mostly you look at your face. 95% people. The bride of Christ, the church, should seek his face. Look to the face of the shepherd. There is a saying, face is the mirror of the mind. You know the mind of a person by looking at the face of that person. Every face will have a story. That's why it's so easy to preach nowadays. <laughs> oh, when you, are, you know, some of you have been in college and school, when the principal catches you for something, you know, he can look at your face and whether he know whether you have done mischief or not. All of us will be looking down in guilt. Some believers are like that. They come for prayer. They look at God's hands. God, I want this promotion. Things should go well with my daughter's marriage. Or what would happen to my house construction? Or will I get a ministry? Do this, do that. They're looking at God's hand. The Lord is saying, look at my face. If you see my face, my life will be manifested in you. Hallelujah. The favor of God and the blessing of God will come upon you. The favor like a cloud, a cloud of latter rain. Come on, receive it. Hallelujah. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Oh, I feel the anointing of God flowing in the name of the Lord. I feel the presence of God moving over your heart. Oh, Victory by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I see the cloud of God. Hallelujah.
Because David was someone who sought the face of the Lord. Acts 13, he said, he's a man after my own heart. Because if you see the face of God, you know what is in his heart. The one who comes to beg does not need to know what is in your heart. His only concern is that he has not eaten anything or wants something. But the one who seeks his face, no, there is something more. There is something about God's heart. I want to know your heart, Lord. I want to know you. I want to know your love. I want to know what you are thinking about me. I want to know your counsel. There are many people who come to God. There are only very few people who come to God for Him. You have to seek His will. You have to seek His way. You have to seek His plan. Have you purposed to seek Him? Have you asked the Lord what He wants in your life? Is seeking the Lord your priority? Have you asked the Lord, why did you give me this family, this business? Why did you give me this child? Why did you give me three children? Why did you give me this family life? Why did you place me in this particular church? Why did you give me the length of days? Have you sought the Lord? If you seek the Lord, you will see the face of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. And the favor of God will come upon you. If you believe that, lift your hands and say, Lord, I seek your face and your face alone I seek. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bible says in Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Seek his well. Will. For us prayer is usually a time to give our list to God. But actually prayer is a time where God gives his list to you. It's receiving a list from him. Our list is our firstborn should become an engineer. Our second will be a doctor. Third should be an eighth athlete. Fourth should be a boxer. Come on, somebody. And when we pray in tongues for a while with that list, Ruda Raja, Handala Raja, Ruda Raja. That's not prayer. Prayer seeking God's kingdom, His face. Hallelujah then God will reveal a specific will to you. Come on, somebody. When you seek His kingdom and righteousness, Bible says, other things that you need will be added to you by His mercy and favor. Amen. Today, God is imparting that grace upon some of us to seek His kingdom. We've been seeking many kings. That's, that's why we are worried like Martha. We are troubled by many things. But lay at the feet of Jesus like Mary. Look at two people and say, lay at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And there is a third level. Knock. Only a person who has a relationship will come and knock at the door. You know, there are people who come to my house, knock the door. They can come anytime, anywhere. They have a relationship with me. God's favor is not some sort of magic. It's a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In Revelation chapter 3, 20, he said, if anybody listens to me, Behold, I stand and knock at the door. If anybody hears my voice, come and open up and we will come and dine with you. And listen, he's not speaking to an unbeliever. He's speaking to the church. He's knocking at the door and said, if anyone of you open the church, because you have long time, you've been shut your heart and mind and sitting in the church, you're going, coming for the prayer meetings, watching online. But, 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 come on, I want you to open your heart. Let's come and have a relationship. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. For eternal things, do you desire to dine with the Lord? He needs you. Knock. If you feel God is knocking at you, that means you have not knocked at Him for a long time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stephen in time of trouble, when everyone's throwing stones at him, he knocked at heaven's door and Jesus stood up. Come on, somebody. Some of you are going through the deepest of deepest pains. Hallelujah. Praise God. Nobody around you. Knock at the heaven's door. Knock at the heart of God. He will stand for you. Come on. He will back you up. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God's favor in times of trouble. He looked at eternity. You should look, knock for eternal things. Look at Stephen. He was not even asking to escape the death. He was saying, Lord, what's the eternal plan? David sought God's face to set out his will. Bible says, God rebuilt the broken tents of David. If you seek, if you knock, God will build, rebuild your places. Say, I Lord, I lock, I'll knock, Lord. Say, yes, Lord, I'll knock at you. I'll knock at the door, Lord. God's favor in times of trouble. Bible says, when two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst. Which means, when we are gathering, it's a favored gathering. Oh, look at two people and three people and say, it's a favored gathering. Hallelujah, praise God. Maybe we have forgotten the value of it, but God allowed this to happen. At least now we don't think. Hallelujah. Praise God. At least we won't take it for granted. Some of you are asking, when will we see each other? Hallelujah. I hope that day will come soon. But we have to value. Next time when you come into the church, value the worship and see what God can do. And I'm praying and prophesying God will do double of the things in half of the time. That's what God is saying. Hallelujah. Double of the things in half of the time when you're going to come back for the glory of God. If you believe it, put your hands together. Give Him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. We receive it by faith. Oh, Kabbalah. There, there, there. Ha! Hallelujah. Glory to God. There are six gatherings mentioned in the Bible. We just go fast and we'll break the bread and the wine. Genesis chapter 49 and the second verse. The Bible says, Gather yourselves together and hear you sons of Jacob and hearken unto Israel your father. Jacob gathered his children together for the blessing. You know, in these times it's important to gather your family, father, mother, brother, sister, all together in the house, come and together and pray. And it says that Reuben, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and my beginning of my strength, the excellency of my dignity, excellence of power, but unstable as water. Thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed and defilest thou it. And he went up to my couch. He says, unstable as water. His mind was not fixed. His foot first looks at Reuben and he said, what you did is not right. You're my firstborn. Double portion was meant for you. Usually the oldest child is given the double portion. Because he has to stand in the place of the father, take care of the brothers and sisters, you know, according to the Jewish law. But Reuben is saying, you're unstable, you're not fixed. 
Because after Rachel died, his mother, I mean, mother died, Reuben went to the concubine of Jacob. Verse 5 and 6 goes on to say, next to Simon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O my soul, come not thou into their secret or unto their assembly, my honor. Be not thou united, for in their anger they slew a man, and in their self will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. For I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. He says, I will scatter Simon and Levi, for they will not have a resting abiding place. When you st- study the Bible, you know why? Because the sister was raped. And they forgot one thing, that vengeance belongs to the Lord. God will not share two things, vengeance and glory. He will not share it. But these guys, instead of letting the Lord do it, in their anger, they killed everyone. So God is saying, don't even go into their assembly. In the second gathering in Deuteronomy 33, where Moses blessed the same tribes, there are only 11 tribes. Simon is not included because he took God's vengeance into his own hands. I'm telling somebody, if God has to do something, let he do. Jesus himself said, I commit my spirit to the one who judges justly. He did not go and uh, prove a point. Come on, somebody. Oh, Rabba, Rabba, Shandala, Rabba. See, Jacob knew when God, Jacob blessed Reuben that he had slept with his con- I mean, concubine. He has defied the marriage bed. He knew the acts of Simon and Levi. Then why did he not correct them? Because when Jacob was old, is the time when he went to bless people. And Jacob knew if my older son has the courage to go and uh, sleep with my concubine, if I'm going to correct him, he'll jump on me also. Hallelujah. He knew how he would behave towards his own father. Now, sometimes it's called testing the water. Some people say, Pastor, you know, you, if you have any correction, please correct me. They'll be saying that in a 21-day fasting and prayer. Full of spirit. Correction, correction. Even when you go to bless them, no, 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 I want correction. But when you go to correct them, when you actually need them, the moment you start itself, their faces change. Ah, Pastor. Immediately you know, this is all that you can say. See, some of us are corrected. If you were not corrected at that time, your life would have taken the other route altogether. It was a risk to put you in the path of righteousness. But for some people, you can only take them there. You cannot take them beyond because correction is some people. Even now, the last time pastor corrected, they, every time, you know, some people are scared to call because every time I call the last time when you corrected, <laughs> last time when you corrected, you are sitting here today. So sometimes, Jacob knew, this is all that I can say. There's no point in saying the rest. There's no point trying to correct them. If he goes to inquire about it, it's going to become a bigger problem. So let it go. There is a time when parents live in fear of their children because they know if they would ask them something, they'll pounce on them. 
So Jacob, very wisely, knowing all that, you know, pastor said something, which I know is the right way of approach. Even if your parents are wrong and you are right, you have to say that I will not pick up a fight with them or argue with them. When you take that decision, he said when he took that decision, God said, I will give you such blessing and favor and will be saturated with oil of favor. When you make that decision, no matter what wrong your parents are, if you would humble before them and still honor them, in the light of God's countenance will shine on you. Hallelujah. And you will move into another level of favor. Hallelujah. Come on. God will champion you in what you are doing. Come on. That's the word. God will champion you. Lift your hands and say, God will champion me. But the Bible also says, let not your head ever refuse rebuke or correction. You need somebody to checkmate you and correct you. You don't want to be a warlord to yourself where nobody can speak to me and say, I'm always right. No, no. Never get there. Jacob couldn't tell anything to his children. So finally, when the time came for Jacob to die, for him to bless his children, when they came, Jacob saying, I'm not going to curse you, but if you He's telling Reuben and guys, Simon and Levi, if you're going to continue in this way, things won't work out. That's what he's saying. Because when you read Genesis 49, 28, one thing is certain. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel and this is what their father spoke unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. He didn't curse any one of them. Jacob knows that what is going to happen in the time to come if these guys are not going to listen. So, he blessed them, but he then said, if you don't change this behavior of yours, things might not be great for you. But look at Judah. How he blessed Judah. Judah, thou art whom my brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion. The prey, my son. Thou art gone up, he stops, he stooped down, he couched as a lion. And as an old lion who shall rouse him up, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. No, a lawgiver from the, between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. You look at the third gathering. About Judah. Was Judah perfect? If Judah... Study about Judah. Judah is the one who sold Joseph to Israelites. Judah is the one who slept with his daughter-in-law. He had a daughter-in-law called Tamar in Genesis 38. Thinking that Tamar was a harlot. Judah had promised Tamar that after his son died, Judah's husband, he said, when my next son become of age, I will get you married to you. But he did not keep his promise, Judah. So one day he went into the field. He found a concubine. He slept with her. He did not know that Tama has disguised herself as the concubine. He slept with her. She was pregnant. And, 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 and before she, uh, he left him, she said, what do you want? You know, as a pledge. See, Judah wanted to give her a kid from his flock. That's what he said he will give. Some people will do anything for cheap sex. So he had to get it from home. So she asked for a pledge. 
you know, give me, uh, you know, your signet bracelets or this, and the staff in your hand. Give me that so that I'll know that you'll come back to take that signet ring so that, you know, you'll give me that kid. So when he sent the kid for her, she could not be found. And after three months, somebody said, your daughter-in-law is pregnant. Jura in his anger said, I will burn her. But then Tamar sent the signet and the staff and said, this is the identity of the child's father. Then he knew it was actually he who made the mistake. And he said, you are more righteous than me. And the Bible says he actually repented of the sin. So when you look at these three guys, there is no account of Simon and Levi or Reuben repenting or acknowledging their mistake or asking for forgiveness. But when you come back into Moses later, God did bless Reuben and Levi. Levi. But Jacob told him, this is going to be the pattern of your life. Somewhere you need to change. Otherwise, you will have a negative pattern to it. You have to set things right. But the one who has repented immediately and set things right, I'm blessing him now. Oh, come on. Judah, one who has repented. There is therefore no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The one who has repented, put his heart right and said, I'm going to bless him right now. Don't miss the blessing of now. Come on, somebody. Don't oh, look at two people and say, don't bless the blessing of now. Don't bless the missing blessing of the COVID-19 time. Hallelujah. It is for you now. Don't wait for another time. And I let, oh, yes, to do it. Judah, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, not the lawgiver from his feet until Shiloh come. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. In other words, he says, there is an authority that is going to come under God's favor. Nobody can take away. It is the DNA, hallelujah, of the church that Judah is, come on somebody, if Judah is there, if praise is there, there is authority. Judah is the one who praises God. Judah is the one who gives importance to praise than anything else. And God said, the scepter shall not depart. Hallelujah. If you want to receive it, receive the grace of authority. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive that favor of your authority, your grace of your authority over my life. Thank you, Lord. Some hearts are changing. Let's finish it. Look at Genesis 49.22. Look at the blessing of Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bough. Even a fruitful bough by the well whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow bowed in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob from thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, even by the God of thy father who shall help thee, who will help you. Jacob walked in the favor of God wherever he was. Open your mouth and declare, the God of my father will help me. He says, even by the God of the father. See, Jacob had a favor from God. Wherever Jacob was, somewhere God's help. And he said, 
the favor of your father shall help thee. Come on. The favor of the father oh, yeah, yeah, will help thee. Come on, somebody. The blessing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There is supernatural help. I pray for your help upon the people who are watching for tonight in the name of the Lord. I pray help will reach their doorstep. Help will reach their home. Help will reach their children's education. Help will reach their job. Help will reach their finances. Help will reach their... Oh, and make them bountiful. Hallelujah. Come on. Lift them up, Lord. By your help of your countenance. Ah, yeah, yeah. Glory to God. No matter what challenge he went through, because the favor of God was upon Joseph, God kept helping him. Because the favor of the Father was upon him. And then he says, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with the blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, the blessing of the breast and of the womb. It says the blessing of the breast and the womb. What is the blessing of the breast? The blessings of the breast means nourishment. The child gets a finished product. You don't have to put horlicks into mother's milk. He gets a finished product. God is saying, when my favor come upon you, I'll give you finished product. Come on. Hallelujah. Some of you need to get finished products. Hallelujah. Home that you have not built. Ay-ya-ya. Come on. Hallelujah. Some of you will be entering into home that is already built, already furnished. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. The favor of God be upon you. Come on, somebody tonight. Finished products. Hallelujah. Certain times, God will do that for you. Perfect blessings. Finished blessings. One pastor said, he gave me a home that was finished for somebody else. God gave it to me. Because a servant of God, you know, came, told and pastor, says, Pastor, God has favored me. He said, he has a 49 square, thousand square feet home abroad. 49,000 square feet. Then he said, he again favored me. When I came back to India, somebody gave me a 11,000 square feet, fully furnished, fully built, and said, Pastor, this is for you. Oh, thank God. Finished. <laughs> come on, when you serve the Lord, when you receive the favor, when you are humble, come on. There is no limit, my brother, my sister. There is no limit. Oh! There is no limit. If I were you, I would have jumped with joy and ran across this hall. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I jumped in the room where I was sitting. Hallelujah. Praise God. In your times of trouble and challenges, if you can declare God's help to gather together to seek His face as a church, come on. There are no limitations to God. We are limiting Him with that disuniting and grumping and what all faces. We are the cause. Otherwise, there is no limitations to God. Sky is the limit. If you have a relationship with Jesus, God has prepared some finished blessings. Potiphar told Joseph that the entire house was for him. Even though he came as a servant, God gave him the complete charge over the house to Joseph. Let me tell you, in this COVID-19, you are not going to lose the job, but you will be promoted. 
Somebody is going to hand over the complete business to you. Come on, Maharaj. Complete projects to you. Come on. You will be the CEO. You will be the senior manager. You will be the hallelujah CEO. Come on, somebody. That's your portion. I feel the anointing of God. I feel the anointing of promotion. I feel the anointing of prosperity. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. It's not the prosperity gospel. It's a full gospel. In the full gospel, there's the forgiveness of sin. In the repentance of your sin. Hallelujah. There's baptism. There's holiness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is everything. There's the healing. There's the laying of hands. There's evangelism. There's a mission. And together with that, God has also promised prosperity for God's people. I'm giving you the full gospel. That's what I've... Hallelujah. That's what our DNA is. The full gospel. And the blessing of the womb. Not even a fly can touch when the baby is in the mother's womb. Because your blessing is protected. The blessing of the womb. Not only God will bless you, but He'll protect your blessing. Come on. Come on. Open your mouth and say, God will protect my blessing. God will protect my job. Come on. Hallelujah. There is nobody that can touch it. There is Diva. That's God's divine way. Whatever God has given you. God's whatever God has given you. Whether it is estates. Whether it is real estates. Come on somebody. Whether it is shares. Whatever God has given you. Whether it's your family or children. Not a fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fly. Yeah, yeah. Can't touch it. If God has given you a body, come on, not a fly can, hallelujah, come and put a sickness on you. I rebuke dengue, I rebuke loss of fevers, I rebuke health issues in the name of the Lord. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God dwells in it. Hallelujah, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have a health, God gives you, he will protect it. Oh, come on somebody. If God has given you a ministry, there is protection. God has given us this ministry. Nobody can do anything to it. Those who are envious cannot put you aside. Somebody throw a spear, a javelin. Nobody can destroy you. Because it will not be possible this protection. Hallelujah. That is a protective nature of the blessing of God. Everybody say the protective nature of God's blessing. From the blessing of the womb and the blessing of the breast. From the light of king's countenance come upon you. His blessing and favor and help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Psalm 147.10 says, He delight not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. So saying that God does not delight in long legs. Not in the legs of the man. Don't put the cart before the horse. We look for the favor of the people. You, when you have the favor of the people, it is... When you look for the favor of the people, when you're only looking for the favor of the people, there's something wrong. When you have the favor of God, automatically you will have the favor of the people. But don't go around looking for the favor of the people. It will wear you, it will wear you, vary you down. Once a person told Pastor, Pastor, please pray for my business. Pastor responded saying, I will pray for you, provided stop networking. And trust in the favor of God. If you're only trusting in the strength of the man, the strength of his legs, running around, giving your business cards, networking, no time to pray, no diet, sit down. 
limited. You know, people does not have time for evangelism. Because they're limited. They don't have time. Giving your email, calling, keeping the relationships. And God said, let me see how far you can go. Now you cannot even give your business card to anyone. COVID-19. You cannot shake hands with anyone. Finished. If you're only trusting people, then you'll become a big zero. But in the midst of the that, I don't depend, hallelujah, on people. But I look at the countenance of the king. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? The countenance of the king. God will do that miracle for you. Look at somebody and say, God will do that miracle for you. You receive this word. Hallelujah. God is especially looking at some businesses. Pastor declared this prophecy over businesses. He said, God is shaping you for the next decade. God is shaping you for the next decade. Don't be upset over the six or the seven months that has passed you by. God is preparing for the next decade. Receive His wisdom. Receive His grace. Hallelujah. Call upon His name. Hallelujah. For God is going to give you in the next three months. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is going to give you next three months what we will need for the next ten years. Mm. That's what God is doing right now. God will give you in the next three months what we'll need for the next ten years for the glory. If you believe it, put your hands together. Give a praise, a clap offering to the Lord. Download it in the Holy Spirit. Our churches will change. The ministry will change. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The way we minister will change. Look at His face. The God of favor, Joseph, will favor you. He'll give you finished products. And the fourth gathering, Psalm 50 verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me. Those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice, gather together, come together. Those who have made a covenant with me, the Bible says, Psalm 50, 15 says, and call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and you shall glorify me. If you made a covenant with God, if you knock at His door and have a relationship with Him in the day of trouble, He said, I, you will, I will deliver you and you will glorify me. Look at Daniel 3.2. Nebuchadnezzar, king sent to gather together the princes, the governors and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. The allied gathered together in the time Nebuchadnezzar to dedicate his golden image. Today's language, it was a Spirit of mammon, money. It is said that gold rules the world. He who has the gold makes the golden rule. In the New Testament language, it was a demon of money, a demon of mammon. Nebuchadnezzar asked them to bow before and worship it. These three young people said, I will not do it. Tonight, two spirits has to be broken. One is spirit of pride and one is spirit of mammon. Come on somebody. God is raising up a generation who will not love gold or silver or anything more than Jesus. Come on. Nothing in this world. Hallelujah. A generation that loves, hallelujah, Jesus more than anything else. Nothing else matters. Do not bow down to the demon of mammon. Do not allow the money to control your life. Bible says money failed in Egypt. If you put your trust in money, money will fail you. Do not depend on your wealth. Don't serve mammon. These three men did not bow before and they were thrown into the fiery furnace 
and they were made to be burnt seven times hotter than the usual and the king became so angry towards them. But the Bible says the one who threw them got burnt. But these three men with them, Jesus as the fourth person came and stood with them. In the time of trouble, in the time of pain, in the time of rejection, in the time of fire, hallelujah, I'm not preaching a Jesus who abandons you, but a Jesus who keeps you away from that fire. Come on. He will not allow that fire to come into you and touch you. He will not allow the valley to have the last say. He will not allow the valley of the shadow of death to have the last say. He is your shepherd. He will come for you. He will stand with you. He will keep you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. These three boys were kept in the fire. Where was Daniel? They were always together. When you read the Bible, Daniel was all together in another level. Daniel was somebody who interpreted the dreams. Praise God. The king could not ask the man who interpreted the dreams for him to bow before this idol. Praise God. Because king bowed before Daniel. Oh, come on somebody. You are in another level when God's favor is upon you. There are things, hallelujah, praise God, can't touch you. Hallelujah. Because you are in a higher level. Daniel was in a higher level. Hallelujah. That's an anointing. If you're uncompromising, walk in the favor of God like Daniel, you will find favor like this flowing through your life. No matter how great the person, the king is, he will bow down to you. Hallelujah. Daniel 3.26 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke and said, Shadak, Meshach and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth. Come hither. Then Shadak, Meshach and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire of God. He's calling, come out of the servants of the Most High God. When they went into the fire, they were mere men. When they came out of the fire, they were servants of the Most High God. Come on. Some of you went into the fire oh, of COVID-19, oh, of certain trials and tests. You were mere men going out. But let me tell you, there is a coming back. When you are coming back, people are going to see anointed servants of the Lord, anointed by God. Come on. Oh, sent out by God. Oh, praise God. Carrying the mantle of God's anointing and coming out. There was a turnaround in the fire. Come on. Oh, the next turn around is in your fire that you're going through. You're going to come out of the servant of the Most High God. Hallelujah. These men did not have the smell of fire. Their coats were not burned or not even a muck on their body. There were absolutely no issue with them. In this time of COVID-19, pastor said God's church and God's children will be brought forth out without any issues. Any problems, not even a scratch. Oh, look at your life and say, not even a scratch. Whether it be your business, your children, your health, God is faithful to bring you out without any problem at all. All. You will come out unscratched. But stay faithful. The word I'm giving. Daniel 3.29 will finish with this. Therefore I make decree that every people, nation, language which speak Anything amiss against the God of Shadak, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. He says, there are enemies who stand against you. God will make 
their homes a dunghill, they shall be cut in pieces. The king could not even dedicate his image of gold and clay because God reigned on their parade. So tonight, don't panic over money matters. Don't get anxious and worked up. How do you know that you are not worried and afraid about mammon? Number one, Matthew 6, 24, 25 says, No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. How do you know you serve mammon? Verse 25, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life that you shall eat or what you shall drink or not what for your body that you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and body than raiment. In other words, he's saying three things you should not worry about. Fashion, food and future. Three Fs. You don't have to worry about these. But if someone is serving mammon, they'll be constantly thinking about these three things. What shall I wear? What shall become my future? What shall I eat? Just do not worry. Look at two people and say, do not worry. We don't need to bow before mammon and worry. Bow before the Lord. Because Bible says, you cannot serve two masters at the same time. Daniel 3.30 says, when the king promoted Shaddach, Meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon, God promoted them. My prayer tonight is God will promote you. The one who looked to the face of the king has life. When you go through the valley, through the fire, God will promote you. He will promote you. After this lockdown, you know, some may lose their jobs, but you will be promoted. Some may shut down their business, but God will promote your business into an, another kind of increase. Your next increase, no virus can touch it. Praise God. When your ministries will go into the next level after this lockdown, How will you know that you are not serving money? Psalm 112, 13. Thou shalt arise, have mercy upon Zion. For the time of her favor her, the set time has come. For the servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth shall glory. When the Lord shall build upon Zion, he shall appear in his glory. The Bible says the grace of the Lord will come. The favor of the Lord or the grace, the goodness, the glory of God, 3G of God. Will, will come upon the Zion, will upon the church. And he says, he will regard the prayer of the destitute and do not despise their prayer. They shall be written for the generation to come and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. There's the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Not born, created. We are a new creation. He's saying there is a generation. The new creation will walk in the favor of God. The goodness of God, in the grace of God, in the glory of God. The generation that God created, a generation that is created for His favor. Lift your hands and say, I am in a generation that is created for the favor. And even tonight in this lockdown time, God is creating a generation for His favor. A favored generation. If you are in Christ, if you are a new creation, if you have identity in that, there are things God is creating for you. Even during this lockdown, is God is going to come upon you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tonight in the name of Jesus, don't be tired. Don't feel worthless. Come on. Some of you are feeling worthless and tired. And some of you are feeling alien to this message. Come on. I rebuke that alienness inside of you. Greater is he that is in you. You are the child of the living God. You are the child of the most high God. You are the child who the heavens and the earth. You are full of favor of God. You are a new creation. Hallelujah.
and even this lockdown, the new things will appear for you. For he had looked down from the height of his sanctuary, verse 19, from heaven did the Lord behold the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner to lose that who are appointed to death. God is going to set free people who are going appointed to death. COVID-19 cannot kill you. Lift your hands and say, COVID-19, HIV, cancer, heart attack will not kill me or my family or my generation or anybody in our church because we are the, under the favor of God in the new generation. The light of the countenance of the king is upon our lives. Oh, the latter day rain, ah, yeah, yeah, the cloud of God's favor. That is the cloud you and I under. Not the cloud or the fearful cloud of lock, lock, lockdown. The Bible says the devil does not have the keys. The keys of death and hate are in Jesus' hands. And he said, God will deliver those who are pointed to death. So I command tonight, whatever the negative reported is terminated in the name of Jesus. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Primo, some of you cannot travel be terminated. Come, let your travels be made easy in the name of Jesus, for the glory of Jesus. To declare. Why? Verse 21 says, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion and His praise in Jerusalem. And the people are gathered together and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. It says, people are gathered together for what? To serve the Lord. Gathering together after this to serve the Lord is coming. That's what's happening. Gathering all those who want to serve the Lord are gathered. And then your service will be rewarded. It will not be in vain. Look at somebody and say, your service will not be in vain. Amen. Surrender yourself today. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord.